At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. <clears throat> Everything you wanted to know or needed to know about what happened at Eagles Camp today. It's our Eagles Camp recap with John McMullen. Week two, day eight. And eight days into the book, Johnny Mac, in some ways perhaps, uh, it might feel like day 25. Um, (laughs) If there is such a day uh, in camp, it's it's been an interesting first two weeks of camp. Week two, not quite over, but there is a pause for going into tomorrow. Yeah, there is a pause. Players stay off. Obviously, coaches will be back at it. They're going to continue to work. And then Saturday morning, back on the practice field uh, at the Novacare Complex. Sunday night, first open practice at Lincoln Financial Field. So that should be exciting for the fans. And then as we look into next week, you're talking about preseason football already. Next Thursday, opening against the Steelers. More on the brand-new live post-game show as well uh, throughout the weekend into next week. We're very excited about that. We'll tell uh, our viewers on the Jacob Media YouTube channel more about that. And, of course, Johnny Mac, uh, you will be uh, a big part of the live uh, post-game show. Let's get into today. Let's uh, start where you started. Uh, what was a smoldering story that was getting some reaction and some conversation um, at one point today appeared to perhaps explode a little bit uh, on Twitter, talking about Deshaun Watson uh, and his name surfacing the Eagles hot and heavy uh, in discussion uh, for Deshaun Watson. That's at least what we thought or perhaps what, what we were led to believe. What do you know about the details? Yeah, I I mean, the Eagles are interested in Deshaun Watson. I've been talking about this for really weeks, months, it seems like. Uh, When uh, sort of things are cleared to the point where there's some kind of certainty, I think everybody in this league uh, thinks Deshaun is going to be facing some kind of suspension uh, in the best case scenario. The worst case scenario is the problem, and that's uh, prosecution. And that's uh, um, a criminal complaint versus a civil complaint. Um, If that criminal part of the potential action is tied off, in other words, if the Houston Police Department closes the case, uh, 
and, and the district attorney says we're not going to press charges. Um, I think things will will speed up relatively quick quickly at that point. Even with all the right now we're twenty two, I believe civil a- allegations. Even with those civil allegations, I think there's a potential for the trade to speed up. Now, I talked to a couple people in Houston today. From their side of things, they don't think things have picked up at all. Uh, it's in that same sort of stasis where the Eagles are, are one of the teams that have done significant due diligence on the potential for down the line. Miami's in that group. Denver's in that group. Carolina's in that group. It's believed those would be the four major teams. I can tell you from people that know Deshaun, uh, he would prefer to go to Miami, number one, probably Denver, number two, for whatever reasons. Um, The Eagles wouldn't be at the top of his list. Uh, He does have a full no trade clause. So that could enter enter into any potential acquisition as well. Um, I can also tell you the Texans, as usual in this league, when they do trade him, would prefer to get him out of the conference. So they don't want him in Miami. They don't want him in Denver. They would prefer somewhere in the NFC, and obviously that would put the Eagles and, and the Carolina Panthers into play. But really, it's it's a stasis. Um, I don't think things are heating up. Um, I think there's too much uncertainty, so we're sort of back in that box and conversation. Now, from the Texans' perspective, I can tell you, they wish Roger Goodell put them on the commissioner's exempt list. He didn't, so they have to deal with what they're dealing with. Um He's missed a number of days of practice with some soreness. I, They don't want him on the field because if he's on the field, he might get hurt. Um, so this is a very, very difficult situation. I think what makes it more sort of I – don't, I don't know what the term you want to use, a little bit sexier. Nick Sirianni was given another opportunity to say, is Jalen Hurts your starting quarterback? He didn't do it again. Again, we're we're through eight days of practice, Krause. There's only one guy who's taken a first-team rep. I mean, he's never missed a first-team rep. Joe Flacco hasn't taken one. Nick Mullins hasn't taken one. And they still won't name him the starting quarterback. Now, I think people kind of put two and two together and think that's about Deshaun Watson. I'm told it's not about Deshaun Watson, that part of it. Uh, It's just about that. Nick Sirianni believes this is a young quarterback who hasn't proven anything and he doesn't want to hand him anything. So that's more the old school football philosophy of go out and earn it. I'm not going to decree you as the starter, but I will say it's also kind of silly because nobody else has taken first team reps. So he is the starter. So I I can see it from both ways. Let's put Jalen Hurts discussion. We'll come back to that in a moment. Just to finish up, Deshaun, a couple of um, simple statements uh, for clarity. Uh, yes or no um, uh, is an easy, you know, is an easy way for you to uh, answer the question. That at least helps me understand it. 
the Houston Tex- Texans definitely want to move Deshaun Watson. Well, they know they have to move it. I know you wanted a one-word answer. That's yes, okay. they have to move him. They understand that. If the Philadelphia Eagles are interested in Deshaun, despite the work and investigation that has done has been been done and still ongoing with the Houston Police Department, despite the investigation that's going on or that the NFL did as well, the Philadelphia Eagles have done their own investigation on the allegations. Yeah. I mean, they've been doing their due diligence into a, uh, for a while, um, and everybody knows every NFL uh, team has a security department. So here it's Big Dom. Everybody sees him. Everybody knows him. He's in charge. He's the executive vice president of that part of the organization. He's very plugged into law enforcement. Uh, he can get a lot of information. But I always say this, understand NFL teams don't have subpoena power. They don't have the information authorities have. Um, can they get it? Sometimes. Uh, probably not <laughs> in probably in untoward manners, but nonetheless. Um, yeah, they've done their due diligence. They've done their homework. And again, and I've said this for weeks, they are going to go after Deshaun Watson. Now, the second part of this, and I think people miss this all the time, that doesn't mean they're going to get him. But they're going to try. This is a 25, 26-year-old quarterback about to turn 26 in the prime of his career, top five talent in the league. Those guys never hit the open market. Obviously, you only hit the open market for – very unique and very bad circumstances. But look, I, Jeffrey Lurie, I wrote about this a couple of weeks ago on phillyboys.com. Jeffrey Lurie has proven time and time and time again that he will give people second chances. Last, and, Okay, finish up, John. And then you have the talent versus tolerance equation in the NFL. The more talent you have, the more tolerance you get. This guy's got a lot of talent. Last thing on the conversation on Deshaun, no trade clause. It's all, it's part of the discussion before the trade is actually ever offered or made. Correct. Can you repeat that Krause? I'm sorry. I was uh, reading a quick text message about Deshaun Watson. The no trade clause that Deshaun Watson has that discussion as to whether or not he would waive the no trade clause is already something that is done before the teams would actually make the trade. I guess well, yeah. what I'm saying. I mean, he could, he could veto any trade. So uh, the, the Texans can agree to compensation with the Eagles, can agree to trade him with the Eagles. He could veto it. Um, so, yeah, they would have to also convince him that this is the place that he should be. Now, you know, when you talk about a tr- uh, 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 a no trade clause, you know, from Deshaun's standpoint, he's probably uh, going to have to realize that his reputation is not the best. So when he was trying to force his way out of Houston early in this process, before, remember, he was trying to force his way out before 
any of these allegations even came to light, he wanted out of Houston because he doesn't like the organization. Now, at that point, with no allegations, I think the trade, the, the no trade clause is, is a bigger import because he's still got some leverage. At this point, with that reputation, there are teams that will not look at him, teams that will not want to be involved, and it sort of scales down uh, the, the, the pool, so to speak. So he might have to, down the road, he might have to revisit not wanting to play in certain cities. Football 24-7 <clears throat> with NFL insider John McMullen. Uh, back on Jalen Hurts for a moment. I did go back and listen to uh, your day seven recap uh, from yesterday. Um, and, and that was your answer on Jalen Hurts yesterday, John, what you uh, mentioned earlier. If, if Jalen Hurts has not has taken every snap with the first team, why doesn't the head coach just name him the starter? There's no logic to not naming him the starter if no one else is in competition for the position. Is that <laughs> sound right? Yeah, I agree with you. Um and it's interesting because, you know, Nick got asked about the Deshaun Watson rumors. Now, he can't talk about a player specifically, so it was asked in a broad sense. And he mentioned, and I thought this was interesting, <clears throat> that every player has to deal with distractions. Everybody. They're different for certain people. They're different circumstances. In other words, no matter what the distraction is, <clears throat> you have to overcome it. And that's what he's trying to say about Jalen Hurts. However, I was thinking to myself, maybe you should take your own advice because as a coach, he's creating his own distraction by not naming him the starting quarterback. Um, if he names him the starting qu quarterback, the question stops. And I've heard this sort of nonsense that, well, what if they do acquire Watson? Uh, he's lying to – no, he's not lying. As of right now, uh, Jalen Hurts is going to be the starting quarterback. Um, we know every NFL team, they constantly say, are always trying to get better. If they can get better, they'll try and get better. And if Deshaun Watson is here, you reopen the conversation. Is he the starting quarterback if Deshaun Watson is here? No. No, not unless he's suspended. But right now, only one guy has taken any first-team reps, as I said, and that's Jalen Hurts. He's the starting quarterback of this team. Everybody knows it, and the head coach won't say it. I don't know what – yeah, it's illogical. We know uh, – we've talked many times we uh, about Jalen Hurts' mental – approach to the game it's played out in front of us it's uh, so we've all we've all seen that um but he's not superhuman um does he hear the stories or the rumors and yeah. is he bothered by him or or bothered by by the uh, by the story 
I think he's uniquely built for this because of what he went through in college and, and the fact that he was the starter in Alabama. And really, he was very successful from a one-loss standpoint. But, you know, Alabama's Alabama, and they have this ridiculous sort of um, uh, bar that they set for themselves. And it's not only about winning. It's about style points and how you win. And they thought they could uh, do better with Tua. And, um, you know, that's a really difficult position for a young kid to be put in. And he handled it very well, handled it tremendously. So I, I think he's uniquely uh, put together uh, from, a, from a mental standpoint, from how he looks at life. Um, and that part's a positive. And I don't think the Eagles are concerned uh, about uh, – what he calls rat poison and that's outside noise. And that's what Nick Saban talked to him, uh, taught him. Um, he does a very good job sort of com compartmentalizing, but yeah, he hears it. Uh, he has to hear it. I want to ask you about the analogy to hot dogs, but before we do that, <laughs> um, before we get to that, um, let's get into a little bit about uh, what happened at practice today. Um, head coach Nick Sirianni completed the final install of the offense on this, the last day. Were they in pads today, by the way? No, oh, okay, they were so not what? in pads. So two straight days in pads. They scaled it back a little bit. Um and we'll see moving forward. I would think they would certainly put the pads back on for Sunday night in Lincoln Financial Field, but you never know. <laughs> and then the other part or the other um, offensive story was Jalen Rager uh, responding to the issue that he had with the head coach yesterday by having a good practice, a great practice today. Um, if you read social media and you see the great catch and, and some of that stuff, uh, give us your perspective of what that looked like down there. Yeah. He had by far his best day of the summer, Jalen Rager. So you say, you know, I think people were concerned. They see his personality and they see the way he acted at times last year when it came to the questions about Justin Jefferson that he got all the time and our early uh, in this camp, he was, he was hearing it from Nick Sirianni. He, he was uh, not shy about criticizing Jalen Rager on the field. You question how he would take that kind of hard coaching. Well, at least for one day, he took it really well because um, he, he had by far his best practice um, if you saw the catch, it was the best catch at camp by far. Sort of an Odell Beckham-like catch, just a one-handed stab at the football. Uh, Darius Slay had good coverage. Um, yeah, it was a great catch. Now, still a work in progress in that same drill. He had another great play. This is more of a route. It was a tremendous double move where he got wide open. And easy touchdown, drop the football. So, you know, there's still some, some things to work on. But later in the practice, he had another big play down the field. Uh, I believe Joe Flacco threw that one. And it was interesting because Nick Sirianni was one of the first people there celebrating. So 
there seems to be no bad blood for the hard coaching, the tough love, and that's that's a good thing. Yeah, I almost was going to ask what I thought was a silly question or a foolish question, and you answered it before I had a chance to ask. Did Nick Sirianni react uh, in support of Jalen celebrating his great day today? Yeah, yeah. That's the thing about Nick. He, he, he'll say he will coach you tough at times, but he'll also love you up, and that's what he – you know, one of his foundational uh, pillars he always talks about, along with competition, is connect, uh, connecting with players. Um, and I asked him about that today, and it was about, you know, there are different personalities, so you have to do it differently uh, with each person. And he understands that. He's got a, a background in teaching, and he understands all people are not the same. So, um Evidently, he's kind of tapped into Jalen Rager and what will work with him. And hopefully it works because I've said this a number of times. They need Jalen Rager to play well. They need Jalen Rager to play well. John, I saw this. Um, one of Nick Sirianni's other pillars is fundamentals. And I saw this uh, audio quote from Nick uh, our friend of the National Football Show, Howard Eskin, of course, friend, uh, friend or foe to uh, the Eagle fan base, put this out. Um, and Nick is using um, a discussion about hot dogs, a hot dog eating contest um, to uh, put an exclamation point on on the utilization of fundamentals, which are important no matter what you do. Did you hear it? What did you make of it? Was it kind of a goofy yeah. moment? What, what was it? Well, it's always a goofy. I, I think Nick has a goofy moment at least once in a press conference. And, yeah, he was talking about Kobayashi and Joey Chestnut. And he showed him a video of Kobayashi and how he eats hot dogs. And, you know, he's got to have the water at a certain temperature to dip them in. He's got to break him in half, uh, it right in the middle every time, and he and he's talking about that's the fundamentals that makes him great, and he told that to the Eagles via video, and he likes to teach via video, and he's trying to teach him that the little things are what make you great. He does this all the time. He loves Kobe Bryant, shows a lot of Kobe Bryant video videos. Who's legendary. Uh, for his work ethic, especially in practice. Um, so he uses a lot of video. It's probably a good thing because the modern generation is, is very in tune to video as opposed to just listening to people or, or, or reading things or, or, or doing things that way. So I think it's a good teaching tool, but yeah, it, it, it does sound a little goofy, but, it's more of a folksy goopiness. I think it it makes Nick Sirianni a little bit endearing uh, to me, at least. Well, goofy as it may sound, it is true. It is accurate. <laughs> fundamentals, yeah. Fundamentals are uh, you know are one of those building blocks, no matter what you're doing. So good stuff, and and and, and a light moment from uh, the head coach. I did get an opportunity to see today. Um, on a video, I think you pushed it out on Twitter, um, where Jordan Mailata um, <laughs> uh, picked up Boston Scott. 
and, and kind of moved him to the kind of carried him away out of the uh, out of the shot. Boy, you're not kidding, John. He is a big, big man. Oh yeah, six eight. Jordan gained weight. He won't tell us how much he weighs now. Brian Baldinger said he weighs, I think, three eighty one, and um, it is. There's not much fat on him at all. I mean, he's just a big, powerful dude. And you saw him pick up Boston Scott. Now, Boston weighs about 200 pounds. He picked him up like he wasn't even there. Um, he is so impressive physically. Um, it's it's all, And let, let's face it. I mean, the NFL is, is filled with big people, especially on the offensive and defensive line. Lane Johnson is is huge. Uh, uh, Jason Peters for years is massive, and and Jordan's just uh, a different level. I mean, he is um, a giant, uh, and he moves like a little guy. Uh, he's got tremendous athleticism. Um, obviously, the strength is there. I said earlier in camp. I don't know what camp this is for me with the Eagles. You know, but I, I've said I've, I've never seen anybody pancake uh, Brandon Graham. I saw Jordan Mylotta do it. Football 24-7 with John McMullen. I lost my light here, John, so we'll try and finish it up uh, a little bit uh, sooner than uh, at the end, Let uh, then and dragging it out. And I apologize to everybody for uh, losing my uh, power Um uh, my light power. Uh, let's get to your practice game ball if we can. Um, and we'll finish it up with that and your closing thoughts. Well, I gave it to Jalen Rager, uh, because I think it was a huge positive for the way he bounced back from that sort of hard coaching that I mentioned the, the catch of the summer so far. I mean, anybody, the Eagles put it up, uh, uh, for independent media, the, uh, we're not allowed to film, uh, that laid into practice. So the only way the only way you're going to get that is eagles.com. They did put it up so everybody should ch- check um, their Twitter site if they want to see this catch because, like I said, it's Odell Beckham-like. You just snatched it out of the air with one hand. It's pretty impressive. Um, it shows some of the physical ability he does have. Because I, you know, when the Eagles were telling us what he was as a player last year as the 21st overall pick, I don't think a lot of fans have seen it. Well, you got to see a little glimpse of it today. Well, I'll say goodbye on this um, week two, day eight, um, and prove or validate the importance of fundamentals, (laughs) even when doing a live broadcast. Make sure your battery power has enough to get you through the broadcast. It's the little things, Johnny Mac. It's the little a, things. A point well, well taken. You, but you also got to get 1% better every day. So, right. you know, if you make a mistake, and that's why Nick Sirianni got so upset about Jalen Rager. It's not that he made the mistake. It's that he made it on more than one occasion making the same mistake. So I forgot to turn off my Wi-Fi. Uh, in the car the other day, and I'm doing a hit with Jody and, and Jeff Kerr, and boom, it goes out because, you know, 
your outs uh, near a Dunkin' Donuts or a Huawei, you pick up that crappy Wi-Fi. You got to be on the, the Verizon network. So got to get 1% better, Joe. Uh, Joe. Uh, 1% better. I'll make sure the light does not go out, Johnny Mac, and we will see you tomorrow uh, on Birds 365. Uh, if anything develops on Deshaun Watson this evening, we'll be right back here on the Jacob Media YouTube channel. Good night, everyone. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.